Welcome to the LTC University Podcast, empowering and educating across the great state of South Carolina. Here we go. Welcome to the LTC University Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston. I'm your host, and we're over here with my friend, nurse practitioner, Brooke Howard. How are you doing, Brooke? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, the last time you were on this podcast, you were a RN. And yep. now you're an NP. You're, you're a nurse practitioner. And uh, how has that transition been? Oh, it's it was actually smoother than I expected it to be. Um, I guess I had lots of great um, bringing up from all of the nurse practitioners that we already had working for us. Yeah. So, um, so it was it was not as difficult as I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. Well, we knew you'd knock it out of the park anyway. So you've been. You, now, you've been in healthcare for a long time. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in healthcare? Since 2004. Yeah, so quite a while. So you've got a lot of experience. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and that's amazing. And we know that you're doing unbelievable work um, in the Grand Strand area and, and all over. You also train. Um, matter of fact, you were doing training today here at, at our uh, headquarters in Columbia. And, and it's, uh, it's just we know that you're doing unbelievable great work so so tell us about this new thing that you guys are doing and they're calling these action kits and i want all of the nurse practitioners out there that are listening to this to know about this and why it's important so describe describe what an action kit is so we basically put together a um a kit of different kinds of medications that we could keep with us and utilize for our patients in their homes to hopefully prevent rehospitalizations um, for multiple different reasons. So we have things in there from like um, Finergan, like if your patient's nausea vomiting and can't get it controlled, to you know IM antibiotics if they have something like that going on, or even you know steroids if those are needed. So we have a, a broad range. Could be vitamin B12 even. So yeah, yeah, because when you go to a clinic. You know, typically they got stuff there. I mean, I've been to, you know, when I've been to a clinic setting, they, here's, a, here's some samples. This will get you started. Go ahead and get on this. We'll write your prescription, you know, but usually they got stuff there to, to treat you uh, immediately. And you guys are the mobile clinic, you know. That's right. And, and yeah. that was kind of the idea behind it whenever I first came over, you know, to SE House Calls um, as a director of clinical operations what separated us from, you know, other nurses, because we were not just nurses, we were truly providers going in to make those visits. So if we didn't, if we didn't have that in our arsenal to be able to take care of our patients, then we were really not any different than any other nurse that could go and check a patient's blood pressure, honestly. So um, really wanted to be able to pull out those things when they were needed, when a person was in distress, to be able to provide them, you know, with that medication right away. So hopefully mm-hmm. we could prevent rehospitalizations or if it's something new that maybe they didn't have going on before, that we could go ahead and take care of it and get ahead of it before it got to that point where it was, you know, uncontrolled and they had to call 911. Sure. Yeah. And, and you guys, one of your big mantras is proactive health care. Talk about how this is really makes you more proactive. Well, I mean, I probably have a ton of great examples and I've only been seeing patients since December, but um, I think the one that kind of intrigued some people um, on a call the other day, we were talking about the difference between 
you know, really being proactive for your patients. And um, we were talking about COVID. And so um, I had a patient who has COVID or who had COVID, or I assume she had COVID. I didn't even have a positive COVID back at that point, but she had all of the signs and symptoms. And um, I had tested her on that Friday. Her daughter called me on that Saturday and said that she had called 911, but her mom had refused to go, mm. and she wanted me to come. And I was like, sure. So whenever I got there, she had a really high fever. She was very tachycardic. She was short of breath. Um, and, you know, I already truly felt like she had COVID. And so I went and got my action kit, and, you mm. know, I gave her IM Rocephin. I gave her Phenergan because she was vomiting, and I gave her a dose of steroids, um, on Sunday, I actually got her positive COVID result back. And then on Monday, I got her chest x-ray result back, which actually showed that she had pneumonia. Mm. So I went to see her on Monday to follow up and see, you know, how she was feeling. And yeah. she looked like a total different person. I mean, like she did not even look like a patient that had COVID wow. anymore. And so I did still treat her with oral antibiotics for the pneumonia, but we were definitely out of the woods at that point. Yeah. Wow. So let's go back to that story. Let's let's take this story as an example. You don't have the action kit now. You know, what is it what does this scenario look like at this point? I mean, I think if I couldn't if I wouldn't have had all of that available at my fingertips, then there would have been no other option at that point but for her to go to the hospital because she had a fever, she was in respiratory distress, she couldn't stop vomiting. You know, so I mean at some point, she would have either given out, her mm -hmm. heart would have stopped, she could have aspirated on, on her vomit. I mean, like, it could have went in so many other directions yeah. if I wouldn't have had any way to treat her. Right. Yeah, and that's that just shows why proactive medicine is just so important because there's no reason for somebody like that to go to the hospital. First of all, she could give COVID to someone else at the hospital, probably would have. Or she would have gotten something else, you know. And at that point, she didn't even know she had COVID. You know, it's just makes them so much more susceptible to other things. And, and just who wants to go to the hospital? And that was her biggest thing. Whenever I first saw her, she had had three hospitalizations, like within the last six weeks. And that was one of the first things she told me the very first day that I met her was, that she really did not want to have to go back to the yeah. hospital. She wanted to get better. She wanted to get back to where she could get out of the hospital bed. Um, but if at all possible, she did not want to have to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, who wants to go to the hospital? I mean, it is not that, you know, I thank God for hospitals. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But man, there's so many instances where person doesn't really need the hospital they just need an action kit exactly <laughs> with a nurse practitioner um, never having to leave her home I, I know too even like going to urgent care mm -hmm. those places are you're very you're a lot more susceptible you're you're you got people congregating that are sick um, as you are yourself um, I, I've told this on here uh, a ton of times but when you go to the urgent care, they are trying to see you as fast as they can and get you what you need. I thank God for them. Fine. But the last urgent care that I went to and I, I had the flu, I thought I had the flu 
and and it it was viral. I think it wasn't actually the flu, but he saw me for thirty seconds, and mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. No. I literally was was counting. Um, I wanted to see how long because I'd been in healthcare, you know, working with South Carolina house calls, all that. And it was literally 30 seconds. He came in, said, yep, this is this. This is what you got to do. I wrote your prescription. All right, have a good day. And that was it. You know, talk about the difference, you know, when you're going in, because especially as a new nurse practitioner. And, and you know what? I think new nurse practitioners are so, it's amazing because they're, you guys got the nursing background, obviously. And then you go in and you you're you have this zeal you know, that's that about you going in and really you're able to do more now than yeah. you were before. And you really want to, you know, pick it apart to make sure you're making the right decisions, yeah. you know, at the right time for the patient. Um, another story that just happened um, over this past weekend had a patient who had been in rehab mm-hmm. and um, they had called his wife called Saturday morning to say, hey, he's coming home. You know, do do you think you can come help me figure out what medicine he's supposed to be taking? And so I said, sure. And so I went and saw him. And whenever I got there, I was like, well, well, what happened to you? Like, you look a little different. Um, I was like, have y'all, have you weighed, you know? Because I could tell he was very swollen. And his wife was like, you know, it's funny you say that. Because he couldn't even put his his shoes on. He had to come Mm -hmm. home in socks. Yeah. And so we got him up and we weighed him. The last time that he had been seen by SC House Calls before he went to rehab, he weighed 258 pounds. And Saturday, he weighed 277. Wow. And so I was like, wow, that's a lot of fluid. You know, let's see what medicines you've been taking. And so they had significantly decreased his diuretics. Mm -hmm. Um, He had four plus pitting edema. Uh, he's already on oxygen and has shortness of breath related to his heart failure and his yeah. COPD. Uh, and so, of course, to the action kit, I went. Yeah. Uh, and so I got some IM Lasix, gave him um, the IM Lasix on actually gave it to him on Sunday morning because it was late in the afternoon on Saturday. So I went back Sunday, gave it to him early that morning. And when I went back Monday morning, he was down to 258 pounds. Wow. Just like that. Just like that. Had you not had the action kit? He would have ended up back in the hospital. Yeah. Because he would have been back in heart failure and overload. Yeah. And that's two instances of many, um, you know, but you're able to instantly help somebody. And that's, I think that's, you know, speaking to proactive, it doesn't get any more proactive than that. And and I think that's, that's amazing. So uh, another big part of SC House Calls is this team approach too. Mm -hmm. You know, you work with another nurse practitioner Mm -hmm. that is your counterpart. You guys are working alternating schedules. So, so not only does the patient have, you know, one nurse practitioner, they got another one. Mm -hmm. So they see you guys are able to bounce ideas off of each other. That's right. Um, Talk about that relationship and how that works for you. Well, I guess I may be probably a little different than most partners because I have the whole company that, you know, I obviously know the majority of the nurse practitioners. So, you know, me and my partner, we we 
bounce off of each other a lot about patients that we've mutually seen, obviously, mm-hmm. because she is going to know and understand that patient equally. Um, and so we do have a good relationship about that, especially, you know, like the ones that she previously had seen multiple times, kind mm-hmm. of walk me through their history, what you've tried with them, what did work, didn't work, you know, so I can figure out where I should go next or, or whatever the situation is. And then, you know, obviously if it's a patient that she hasn't seen or a situation she may not know, I mean, we have a whole company full of resources yeah. um, who are all wonderful and have experiences in different areas that mm-hmm. I don't. So, you know, it's a whole team of people who have, have each other's back and really want whatever is in the best interest of the patient. So yeah. um, I think it's a team approach from the whole company standpoint, yeah. from the pharmacist, you know, to the nurse practitioners, to our physicians. You got the PCCs who are helping out. You got social workers who are helping with the advanced care planning. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what we really have the opportunity to be able to do for people. What what would you say to, you know, to those other providers that maybe they just kind of, maybe not for for any reason, but they kind of rely on themselves and they just do things themselves. and, And I'm guilty of not asking for help or not, you know, getting a second opinion. I'm guilty of that and, and the different things that I do. Um, but as a provider, talk about the benefits of really how you're able to really provide better care because of that teamwork. Well, I feel like it, you know, it really gives us the opportunity to be able to see the patient from multiple different facets, right? Because the pharmacy is going to, the pharmacist will be looking at, you know, the patient and their medications from one standpoint, where me as a provider, I'm going to be looking at it from a different standpoint, you know, so I think it allows us to be able to take care of the patient holistically, Mm -hmm. while also um, not having to carry that burden for the the decision making all Mm. along. That's huge. Not, not just really, you know, obviously be confident mm-hmm. in yourself and your decisions, but man, you don't have to rely on yourself all the time and, and, and explain the difference too. Cause I think a lot of people, they think of a pharmacist, they're just thinking of a person who's pushing pills and they're counting pills and they're putting, and it's so much different than that for you guys at SC house calls. Oh yeah, definitely. I have. I have multiple patients who really enjoy their conversations when the pharmacist calls to go over their meds, to go over any changes, you know, to look at their labs and decide, did I make a good decision with whatever medication I started, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate because there are so many different meds out there and knowing that I truly have somebody that has my back to go back behind me and verify that I didn't, you know, cross up meds that I shouldn't have, or I didn't start a patient on something. Uh, on a med that's going to be like hard on their kidneys and decrease their renal function I mean that's really huge Mm -hmm. and then to know that I have those same pharmacists who are going to reach out to me to have those conversations Um, you know like if I'm starting a patient on insulin it's good to feel like I have that support where I can pick up the phone and call and say hey this is how the blood sugar's been this is what I'm thinking you know am I in the right ballpark Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just, and the patient's getting better care. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's what you're talking about. You're not just relying on yourself, which you're very capable. Obviously, you've been doing this a long time. But utilizing that person who spent their entire medical education yes. on medication. 
is just huge because your your school your schooling was a little different. I'm mm-hmm. sure you had some of that, obviously, but it's theirs is all yes. medication related. So, and you know, like as a company as a whole, there are so many different facets that can really make our roles as providers so much mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, like I really utilize our pharmacy a lot, and mm-hmm. I really like the Livy. Yeah. Um, I have several patients recently that I've ordered Livy's for because I feel like it makes it easier for the patient yeah. and the family to keep up with what medications are needed. And if I see the patient today and their family's not there and we decide we're going to change or stop a medication, as soon as the pharmacy gets that, they are updating the Livy right then. Mm-hmm. So I have peace of mind that the patient's not yeah. going to continue to get that medicine or if it needed to be increased, yeah. that they're going to take care of it. Um, same thing with like the remote patient monitoring. Mm-hmm. I've ordered that on several patients recently too because I want to be able to keep a close eye on their weight or yeah. their blood pressure. Right. You know, so I mean, we have so many resources out there that I think providers don't look at from mm-hmm. the right view um, yeah. because it really should be a resource and another opportunity to provide that true preventative yeah. care. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that that brings us to the third thing that I want want you to talk about. You've already started talking about, you know, you've got this proactive healthcare approach. You've got this team of people, resources that you can bounce ideas off of, get extra help, specialists, you know, cardiology, you know, counseling, just you can psycho, you know, social things and, and different, you know, psychiatry, all of that where you're able to, to reach out and, and get that help. But thirdly, and you've already talked about it, is technology. Mm, yes. It's you know, amazing. People are scared of it a lot of times, but man, it is it makes a huge difference. I, 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 I and I've talked about this before on here too, but my mom, she's on she's she lives in Ohio, so we don't we don't have her on as our, our patient, but she she went in the hospital for congestive heart failure. She gained weight. We were we were on a, a little weekend trip wasn't eating what she was supposed to eat ended up really bloated everything ended up in the hospital for about six days with congestive heart failure um, they've got her now on a uh, on a type of remote patient monitoring she weighs every day mm-hmm. the she hates the scale because it announces her weight every morning <laughs> <laughs> verbally announces her weight she hates it but it has been a, a lifesaver because we know the second she gains weight that's right and that's the difference Mm -hmm. in being able to be preventative or not if you don't have that information then there's no way to keep the patient out yeah and 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 when she doesn't weigh and after a certain amount of time she gets a call Mm -hmm. hey uh mrs preston saw you we didn't get your uh weight in and they they're calling to find out what's going on and so it's been a lifesaver. So talk about the technology, you guys. You got you've already mentioned the Livy. For those that don't know, the Livy machine is a basically a Keurig that sits on your counter, and it looks like a Keurig coffee machine, but it dispenses your medication. It does all kinds of different things, um, and really makes patients much more adherent. And I probably am a little more uh, biased to it because I take care of my uncle, and we have. Even before I worked here, Mm -hmm. you know, SC House Calls already saw him. And so um, having to work and leave him with paid caregivers, you know, it really was 
a game changer because yeah. I didn't have to worry about them giving him the wrong medication. Right. I get an alert to my phone saying that, you know, his three o'clock medicines have been dispensed. So mm -hmm. I know they're giving them to him. Yeah. If they have to give him like a PRN medicine, like if he's having pain or something, I get a, med I get a, a notification that, yeah. that that's been done. So it really keeps me informed about what's going on there at home while I'm not there. So, yeah. So I have a personal experience that makes me probably more prone to sure. wanting to put that in patients' homes. Um, but I would challenge all of our providers, if they're not familiar with all of these different resources that mm -hmm. we have, yeah. they really can be game changers for us and for our patients. Absolutely. You know, at keeping them home. Mm -hmm. The technology that we have available is just phenomenal. Um, you know, we have Livu, we have a remote patient monitoring, we have all of our, you know, telemed um, mm -hmm. providers and resources that are available, the cardiac, diabetic, you know, the, um, the counseling is amazing. Yeah. I've ordered it multiple times recently for some right. patients. Um, but then you have things like uh, Mobius, mm -hmm. you know, that we have. Um, I find recently that a lot of providers don't know that there's a desktop version where you can utilize. And that's um, for dictation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's a game changer. It helps us to not have to stay up until the wee hours of the morning to yeah. do our charting. Um, you know, our, our EMR has different shortcuts like text macros that we can use. Yeah. That really helps a lot. And then we have Navina that's coming, which mm -hmm. is going to be huge. Yeah. We also have... Um, acclivity as well yeah. you know so i mean we've been afforded the, the benefits of all of these things so yeah. i think that um as providers we have to make sure that we're utilizing all of those resources mm -hmm. to really be able to benefit our patients and that's and, and that's what i love that you said because that's what you're all about is how does it benefit my patients exactly and, and that at the end of the day that's what it's all about it's patient first care and and that's that's where it's at, and that's what's going to continue to change South Carolina healthcare. And and you guys are doing that. Well, and I'm a firm believer: if we do the right thing for the right pay, for the right reason for our patients, mm -hmm. everything else is going to work itself out. Yeah. It'll all come together in the end because we made the right choices. Yeah. Do you feel like your work with hospice in the past made you? kind of uh, take that approach I do and I do think that that may be probably why I'm more comfortable with being a little more aggressive in the home when mm -hmm. I see things with patients because having that experience you know I worked with patients who didn't want to go back to the hospital yeah. who wanted to be comfortable at home you know and like my patient with COVID she definitely wasn't thinking about end of life, right. but she was definitely thinking about she wanted to stay in her in her house, in her bed mm -hmm. with her family. And so at the end of the day, that's my goal, too, is to yeah. be able to try to provide that for her in, in yeah. any way that I can. So right. I think that's what we as providers have to keep in mind is that we're not just visiting nurses. We are truly providers and we have the resources and the opportunity to be able to make those good decisions mm -hmm. and make a difference that's exactly right yeah brooke this has been great if you you know does everybody have access to an action kit yet um if they don't already have one they can notify their csc or dco or they can reach out to myself or donna or anyone in the training team will be glad to make yeah. sure they get it awesome well get your action kit you've heard two stories already that 
it's changed the game uh, for that patient and made their instantly made their life better. So that's awesome. Brooke, thanks for all you do. Um, you, 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 you're very inspiring because you can see the care that you give your patients. When I hear stories all the time, you can really see the difference that you're making. And thanks for all you do. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at ltcuniversitypodcast.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, The Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub, and The Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.